Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we take a look back at all Week 15 games. And Josh, I just want to congratulate your team. You really pulled it together and blew out the Vikings on Saturday. Huh? I I stopped watching it happen. What? 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 Hello, everybody. How are we doing on this Monday night or whenever you're listening? Welcome to the Third Shift Football Podcast. I'm Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver. Neil, it is the start of the fourth quarter between the Packers and Rams and Lambeau. Yeah, we're uh, trying something a little different this week. Yeah, so we, what we're doing here is we are recording during the fourth quarter of the Monday night football game. We're going to also do this on Thursday night. We're going to recap the rest of the week, week, and then we'll recap the game. So, Neil, how are we doing after this wild sports weekend? Uh, I'm doing good. More importantly, how are you? I'm wearing are a cult shirt. So this is actually funny. Old. So old. I, I still work at 7 a.m. every day. And I work, you know, I, I work in Bill's country. And the one my coworker who's the morning anchor is a season ticker holder to Bill's, lifelong Bills fan. He's in his 50s. And he goes, Josh, I am so sorry. That was the first words out of his mouth because he knew. Mm-hmm. I said, Jim, I'm good. I'm happy. And he goes, he gave me a stupid look. Not not stupid, but like a look befuddled. of like, Befuddled. Yes, confused. Befuddled. And I said, Jim, they, they lost, which is what they need to do and get draft picks. He goes, you know what? That's fair. And another coworker say the same thing. And I told him the same thing. He goes, yeah, but blowing a 33-point lead is not ideal. I said, I don't care. Because here, this, this is what happened Saturday, and we're going to start Saturday games going into Monday night. I was at a buddy's house. We were doing our World Cup bracket of beers. So we bought a beer for every country that made it to the round 16, except for Senegal and Morocco and Croatia. That was the only three countries. You couldn't find a Croatian beer? No, it was weird. So we substituted with Belgium, and Belgium lost in the first round. You want to know who won? Who Australia. It was in Australia. Was it Bex? Um, no. Um, what was the Australian beer we bought, honey? Uh, my my fiance sitting next to me. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. It. Uh, I can't remember, but it was absolutely delicious. It was my favorite beer. Uh, a sneaky good one was Japan. What was your Japanese beer? I don't remember the, the brand again. You're killing me. <laughs> I will find I will find the picture. You are, you are fucking killing me right now. <laughs> they were all we did, unique. A world cup, we did a world cup of beers. Oh cool. What beers did you drink? No clue. <laughs> I mean, I helped pick them out, but I just can't you can't put me on the spot at 1038 Eastern time after I've been up all day. I will find a list and give it to you, Neil. How about that? Thank you. Or a picture of all the beers. Anyway, so we did that. We go to Target because it's 33 to nothing. We go Christmas shopping. Uh, my brother-in-law and I, well, not officially my brother-in-law. The Packers are punting? You start. Okay. I am calm. That, that's, I am serene. That's worth this game. So this anyway, game we get done with Target shopping. Me. It's 36 to 7. The Vikings score a touchdown. I was again in the car and I had the game on so my brother-in-law can watch it. And I said, watch Colts fuck around and lose. And fuck around and lose, they did. 
I believe the Colts only scored one offensive touchdown that whole game. I believe you're correct. Like, why are we surprised? Well, let's, we're starting with that game. Why are we surprised? Because I know, it's I a know this, thirty-three to nothing lead. I That's it. why it's, we're surprised. It's a score, but like this team's been bad all year offensively. They've had one. They've had like two good offensive games. That was the Jaguars and the Raiders. It's been their only two good offensive games. Maybe you can count Houston with the comeback to tie it. I, well, it's just it was surprising because they were dominant in the first half. Maybe not the offense, but the defense was absolutely letting Minnesota up. They're getting in the backfield. Kirk threw just a terrible fucking pick six. But the Vikings right were to doing end. it to themselves. I, I know, and that's that can be a hard spiral to pull out of. And but usually you can somewhat fix that, but not to the tune of fucking 36 points in the second half. It was bad. Like, well, they gave up 33 to the Cowboys in the fourth quarter a week before. I, I know, mean, the defense but... got exhausted being out there the whole time and they let go of the rope. They absolutely like that. The game tying touchdown, that Dalvin cook one. Well, how did nobody tackle him? They were exhausted. I know. And it, but it's, it's just, it's the score. The fact that you guys blew a lead and lost is really not that surprising. It's the score. The fact you blew a 33-point lead, even bad teams can hold that. The Texans could have held that, but no, not the Colts. Not the Colts with no head coach, with no real offensive coordinator, no way to keep it up, just getting stonewalled and stonewalled and stonewalled and letting slowly drip, drip, drip until that damn fucking broke. So and if there's good news for this, it's that there's no way Jeff Saturday's your fucking no, coach next year. And here's the worst part. Pat McAfee brought up on a show today. No, no former player is going to get an opportunity because of how bad Jeff's been. I here's the problem with Jeff. Well, actually, the good part is he got the team re-energized, right? When he came in. For Here's one the game. bad part. No, no, no. Here's the bad part. He doesn't make second half adjustments. That's why they keep losing these games in the second half. They were there with the Cowboys. And they eked out a win because the Raiders are just as bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other game they lost with him. Was it the it wasn't the Eagles, was it? Because the first game was the Ram, the Raiders, right? Yeah, I can't remember the. Other so they game. scrapped in there with the Eagles. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Cowboys. And lost it was the Steelers. They made no second half adjustments, and that's all coaching. So yeah. that's what Jeff has provided to Jim or safe. Now the real question is, what do you do with Chris Ballard? I, I this is my thing with Chris. I think he's an excellent GM, but this year's been so bad that I can't excuse how poor the roster's been from a depth perception and then the guys that you paid didn't show up this season at all i think the only guy that i think that showed up this year that got paid two guys the forrest buckner and stefan gilmer other than that what has quentin nelson done i i, I uh also baker mayfield uh that was a bad pick bro oh what is that fumble oh we getting the interception fumble i'm watching it right now hold on what are you doing? Oh, Christ. 11.53 left in the fourth quarter. It's 24-12 Packers. God. Did you but not like... watch the Raiders lose yesterday? 
Have we learned nothing as a society? Sorry, the Patriots. Have we learned nothing as a society from Jacoby Myers? My God. Sorry. They just. So uh, are uh, you Brett- saying, so back to my question is, yeah, sorry. Does, does Chris have to go? Yes. It, he has botched this. He has just botched this. You had a good roster. And yeah, I think he's a good scout. I think he's done nice things. Like he helped rebuild your offensive line for like three years, but I don't know if he saw the writing on the wall or if just some of the screws around the edges he made were bad, but it's just all just deteriorated. The worst deteriorated thing and deteriorated. Hap- the worst thing to happen to this franchise is Philip Rivers worked that one year and they thought they could do that until they maybe drafted the right guy. I, I don't understand th- why they thought that was a success. I mean, you made the playoffs, which great. Well, but... that team was actually sneaky good with Phillip. Mm-hmm. And like they almost beat the Bills in Buffalo. And that yeah. was when Josh was making his true ascension to what he is now. So, I mean, I understand him. I understand the moves they made. It's just I wish the Philip Rivers experiment didn't work, so they would have been forced to draft like Justin Fields, that draft. So, it's just infuriating as a Colts fan. But, hey, they're in the sixth spot. There's a chance they could be third. And if you're a Vikings fan, you're ecstatic as hell. Your team didn't get blown out by one of the worst teams in the league. That's... That was almost ugly, but they rallied. And there's something to be said rather than middle fortitude. Everything went perfect for them to make that comeback. And everything went wrong for the Colts. They had the middle fortitude and the game planning and admittedly overcame some Kirk Cousins mistakes. Yeah, he was not that good. Game. He was not was good bad. in that game. That second pick, like, actually both picks were like, Kirk, what the fuck? Speaking of things potentially going perfectly and not going perfectly as Jalen Ramsey rips the ball away from a Green Bay player. um, Here's a question for you. And this goes for the whole week, and I'm choosing this to start it with. Was it just me, or was the officiating really fucking terrible all week? Okay, so I Neil can attest to this, as long as we've known each other since 2014. Neil, do I ever blame officials? Like yes. on a no 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 no. Do I think they determine outcomes? No, and I'm with you on that. They a hundred percent determined outcomes for most of the games this weekend. I'm not gonna go there. Because... I I thought they okay. Let me take it back. They were atrocious, and they potentially cost the Patriots a playoff spot. And they potentially cost the they cost the maybe cost the Commanders a game by not right. missing so the TI and the Terry McLaurin thing. Yeah, they were they, and they back, were horrible in the Vikings Colts game. Yeah, they called back those two defensive touchdowns there. There was oh god, I can't think. There was a couple others I'm trying to think of. There was at least a, a call. So here's my thing with bad officiating. As long as it doesn't dictate the outcome of the game. I'm okay with them making mistakes and bad calls because it's going to happen because they're human. But when they're blatantly bad, like reviewing a touchdown that wasn't a touchdown, are you fucking kidding me? And then Terry McLaurin points at the ref to make sure he's like not going to be in a legal formation. Ref thumbs him up and is reaching for his flag before the, the snap, well, before the ball was snapped, throws the flag, then they miss the blatant P.I. Now, can the Commanders score more points before that scenario? Yeah, absolutely. But they took a touchdown away. Uh, look, but I yeah, agree. The officials were really bad this weekend, and it sucks because 
we came off the greatest sporting event in the history of our world with the World Cup final leading into NFL Sunday. And if you disagree with me, you didn't watch that game. And you don't appreciate the world's best game. I know this is an American football podcast, and we will talk American football. No. Soccer is not the world's best game. I'm sorry. I have to push back against that. What What's better than the, when soccer for the world? Is it hockey? Is it basketball? It's not basketball. American. It's basketball. I would argue it's soccer because it's basketball is the beautiful game. Listen, I love basketball. South America doesn't play basketball except for maybe Argentina. Okay. That's the only one. Brazil, re- Chile. They don't really have good international basketball teams. Yeah, and America and Canada don't have fucking good soccer. Actually, and Mexico don't have good soccer teams. So if we're just randomly excluding countries, then why do we get soccer? To do that? Everybody plays soccer in all the countries around the world. Basketball, yeah, kind of, but soccer. Cool. Here's known actually as- no, 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 no. Here's a question for you. Okay, how many World Cups have a continent outside of Europe or South America won? Zero. That's fucking correct. That's a valid argument. The point I'm trying to make is we had a great game and they used actual technology to make sure a crucial moment in the game wasn't called offsides. Granted, the the French player's ass was huge and caused that player to be onside. But the point is (laughs) FIFA, as corrupt as we know FIFA is, everybody in the world knows FIFA's corrupt. They at least use technology to get games and plays right. Meanwhile, here in America, in our in our major sports, we rely on eyeballs. Is it weird that I actually don't find that? I hate it. I okay, know, but I hate it because just... you can easily determine that play in the Raiders game for a touchdown. You could confirm that with your eyes, and it didn't freaking stop them. Okay, technology takes away the eyes, though. It takes the human element out. But, but okay, so how are you going to enforce that? You no, I'm ser- I'm serious. You how have you... a you have a VAR, a video assistant referee. I agree. It's like FIFA, but that's my point, though. They have that. It didn't fucking work. Every touchdown is reviewed. What you are describing happened, and it failed. But they don't use actual technology with cameras all around the stadium like they do in FIFA. And it shows it. Her size. Yeah, and you know what? I'm cool with wiggle room. No. I don't like the soccer offsides. I don't like if you have one hand offsides. That's or offsides. offsides. I don't like it. It's, it's too much. It's too technical. It's too like, oh, you had like one. I know, I know this doesn't count, but for hyperbole's sake, you've one pinky offside. All of a sudden, this whole place. No, that is over legislating. That is the not pinky. the spirit. No, that no, is no. not no no. That I know the pinky's not. I told you it was hyperbole when I started this. Okay. You half a hand off sides. That's not the spirit of the rule. The spirit of the rule is that you're not streaking in front of a dude to go get the ball afterwards. If we're legislating to that degree, that's not fun. That's horrifying to me. I'm cool with the fact that we have we have to be like a guy has to be a full yard off off sides to, or a downfield to get an illegal man downfield call i'm okay with the magical chains measuring things i'm somewhat okay with that to be quite honest with you because the over precise nature of soccer refereeing i hate it 
I hate it so much because it gets away from the spirit to this over-legislated, over-technical thing. I don't like the offside rule in hockey either. The rule is fine, but the fact you get reviews sometimes where it's like, oh, a single half skate was offside. We better call it back. That's not the spirit of the rule, and you know it. It is, though. It's not. For hockey, I can get with soccer with your take. I understand it. But with hockey, 100%. But there's the issue with hockey, and not to get too far off tangent, we'll get back into football. Yeah. Connor McDavid brought up a great point. He had a play called offside that Kale McCarr did in the playoffs, and it wasn't called offside and led to a crucial goal against the Oilers in Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. I get it. The rule needs to be, like, black and white and not gray. I'm just saying we have technology to eliminate the human element on some things. Why aren't we using it? When other organizations around the world use it. Tennis uses it, Neil. I know. So why can't we do that with the simple foot? And that's pretty much the Raiders-Patriots game. It was two bad offenses going against each other. And the Raiders were gifted with a touchdown because the human element failed even on review. That's why I'm saying just implement it. It would help clean that part out. There's a plenty of times where it's like, that's really close to the borderline. And you have to magnify a camera where it's pixelated on a spot. Instead of just having a simple, clean image with cameras around the stadium that would show that. We do it with tennis. We do it with soccer. Why and can't the first we do time, it? and the first time that a touchdown gets called back because a dude's half in this much of a foot is out of bounds, I'm going to throw a beer can through my TV. It's gonna be it's out of bounds though. What do you want then? It's by the razor margin. Again, not the spirit of the rule. But it is the rule. The rule is designed so that if you make egregious or motions outside of the field of play, then you will be determined to be out of bounds. If a catch happens that is so close that I cannot tell where a player's foot is in bounds and it was called a catch or out of bounds, I'm cool calling that in bounds because you're that fucking close. The idea for me is it's the idea of not wanting to, it's punishing egregious accents. Of like, this dude's way the hell off sides. The player is way downfield. They have a whole foot or half a foot out of bounds. Something you can tell by the eye test. The idea of over-legislating things to the matters of inches and millimeters is horrifying to me. I guess... I don't think American refs are good. I think we need more accountable. I think we need to make better refs. We need better systems in place. And fine. I'm okay like the touchdown. Like a touchdown. I'm cool with having a chip and both ends of the ball goes in pangs we're all good so we don't have to take the whole like well there's a giant dog pile around the goal line who the fuck knows that's the other way you can help it that's the one i'm somewhat okay with the rest of it no it's it's over legislating and it's taking away from the spirit of the game i guess i've watched enough european soccer with this rule to be like is it too technical yeah but i'm cool with it because it gets the call right and that's where I'm at. I hear you 100%. That's where I'm at. So anyway, I have nothing else about the Colts Vikings. We can move on to the Ravens need receivers, and they're in trouble. 
<laughs> I was about to say we didn't bring up how good uh, KJ Osborne was in that game. KJ Osborne was a fucking stud in the Vikings game. Oh, I'm talking about the Ravens. I know. I was going to say no. KJ Osborne's had a nice season, but he's they... on Justin Jefferson, who's been the best receiver we've seen since Randy Moss. Oh God, it's like oh, he's going to break his record. Oh, in 17 games, he's going to break it in like 15. Um, regardless, yeah. Speaking of wide receivers, yeah, the Ravens need some pass catchers. And each each passing week, it gets more and more glaringly obvious. Because the, the Cleveland Browns didn't look amazing in this game. Nope. They didn't look super sharp. Honestly, their defense was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. They got some good sacks. They forced some turnovers in key situations. But a large of it boils down to the Ravens have one way, two ways to move the ball. Running or throwing to Mark Andrews. That's it. If you take away throwing to Mark Andrews, which can be easy, they're boned. And they need to figure this shit out. Because this is multiple off-seasons of not... You're probably right. Because this is multiple off-seasons of them never addressing what everyone and their dog knew was their key issues. That they didn't have enough pass catchers. Everybody knew it. And It's funny that the Ravens... Ravens. It's funny the Ravens had that and the Colts couldn't figure out a quarterback. Maybe Lamar goes to Indy. Who knows? I'd be very happy. I mean, I'd argue you guys haven't figured out the wide receiver position either. Yeah, you have Michael Pittman and what else? Well, I you know what with the Colts receiving room, I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass because Matt Ryan and whoever has played quarterback never has enough time to throw down the field because the O lines regress that bad. Uh, But yeah, the Browns had a nice win at home. Congratulations, Ravens. Deshaun still doesn't look great. No. I uh, maybe it might have to be the rest of the year until next year, and then we'll truly evaluate him. Also, another can we talk about another weak spot with the Ravens? Their O line's been getting worse and worse too. Uh, it's probably they're exhausted. They keep out the run block when that takes a lot of energy compared to pass pro. Like, mm. well, think about pass pro. You're sitting back more. No, I I know the reps, but you hear offensive linemen always talking about how they love to run block so much more because they can get in space, they can do things rather than just having to defend for your life in a one set spot as Miles Garrett's attempting to rip off your quarterback's head. I mean, yeah, excuse me. I didn't mean to on there, but You're good. it's, yeah, their O-line needs to be a little better if all they can do is run. He's a lot better. Hopefully Lamar comes back. I think this has been three weeks. I don't think Tyler Huntley played bad either. It's just, who are you going to throw the ball to? No, I don't think Tyler played that bad, but it's like Isaiah Likely is playing fine. Um, Isaiah Likely is playing fine. Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews, but it's just, it's no one else. And that's their biggest problem, which is what we said last year and the year before that and the year before that. Basically every year since Lamar's been the starter, we've been like, hey, go get a receiver draft a receiver, do something in receiver. And the most they've done is draft Rashad Bain, who didn't pan out. And you know what? That sucks. But you need to do more than to draft one guy. And they just have it. They keep bringing in retreads like Sammy Watkins or Deshaun Jackson. And no, you need to either go grab a dude like last year, OBJ, or or like this, or you could have traded for a Tyree kill, which I don't know was the logistics. AJ Brown was available. You could have gone after Devonte Adams. Although again, cap space, there was tons of things, options you could have done to improve the wide receiver core. And you keep not doing them. And it's killing your offense. Yeah. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt. The Browns are still at six and eight. It's crazy. Uh, Dolphins bills lived up to everything we hoped and dreamed. 
Oh, it was great. Absolute great game. fire game. I just wish it snowed like that the whole game at the end. Yeah, I don't. This is going to sound rich coming from me. I don't get why the Dolphins didn't run more. Because they, they dominated. They did exactly the what we asked them to do. Win the line of scrimmage. You'll win the game. And they went away from it for reasons I don't understand. It's not that. I didn't even think Tua played bad. They actually played a good game on the road in Buffalo. But, like, they just went away from what was working. Yeah, it was And it cost bizarre. them the game. They were up eight. I mean, this this is how good their run game was in that game. Two average 7.8 yards per pass. The run game, and this includes runs from a oh, two-yard run from Allocating Gold and a seven-yard run from Tua. These are two carries. Average 7.5 yards per carry. Savon Ahmed averaged 7.2, and Raheem Mostert was averaging eight yards a pop he on the ground. real good with that. He Jeff looked Wilson. great. And they, they hit him in the backfield a couple of times. Didn't matter. He still was forward for a few yards. Like, the Bills had a good game plan, and I think they went away from it. And I just, you know what, to me, lost them this game? The Dolphins, I mean. What's up? Third down play calling. Yeah, 100%. Third and short play calling, specifically. Got too cute. Yeah, they, they tried that same little up at that little outbreaker two times. Both times the Bills were all over and broke it up because Tuet really just sometimes just really doesn't look comfortable throwing the ball right now with press man. But they had like third and one or third and three or something. And they kept doing these little cute play action trick plays. And it's like, it's not a mix up if it's what you do every single time. Yeah. And if you're dominating, like they were dominating on the ground, if you especially need one yard, just run it with Raheem Mostert. See what happens. He's already blown some open. He's been your best offensive weapon in this game. Tyreek looked fine, but he did not look super sharp in this game. Jalen Waddle showed up for like one catch and then pieced the fuck out. Your passing game was not super sharp in this game, especially the later the game went on. I just don't get why they got away from the run. I don't get it at all. They have to commit to it because that's what makes their offense special. And especially because they're not going to get a home game for the playoffs. They're going to travel somewhere where it's cold. They're going to have to run the football better. Well, not better, more. A yeah. lot more. And they're going to get Jeff Wilson back soon. Just run the ball. It's not – Mike McDaniel, you know this. I know two is probably better than any quarterback you've had in San Francisco. I get it. You want to use your new shiny toy. Do what is helping the team be successful, run the ball. For the Bills, super concerned. Ah, I don't it's know. Not a, they rely so much on Josh like the Chiefs do with Mahomes – that I'm, I'm not sure they're gonna get to the Super Bowl. I do love how every time they need a score, like they really need to score, they just start running Josh Allen. Like it's fucking. I, I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter. I can't remember who. If you're listening to this and you're not, I apologize. But it's just like they're they're down by a score, and it's just like josh allen run is like their break class in case of emergency thing of just running with josh allen at this he's point. gonna get hurt because of that shit well they only at this point they really only do it when they really really need something so they're getting a little smarter about it but yeah the, the final drive was look the bills the bills offense didn't look good in the second half until the final what two drives yeah the old lines started. I, I know their center got hurt but their old line just has not been good 
Yeah, they didn't look good. The Dolphins had an okay game plan. They they did something which I have been arguing for for basically this entire season, which was on third and 10 plus, you put a spy on Josh Allen because I can tell you what play is going to happen. It is going to be Josh taking off out of the pocket and everybody be like, oh my God, I didn't think he could ever run and then runs down. No, one third and 10, they had Javon Holland on him as a spy and he took him down for like a two yard game. I was like, oh, we're learning. We're learning. But most of that second half, they struggled. And this Dolphins defense really did keep them in check. It's just their offense couldn't score enough points to put them away. They left them in the game. And to be fair to the Bills, they adjusted, admittedly, by doing the break break glass in case of emergency Josh Allen running thing. They had to they win rallied. that game. They had, they had to. to. If they want to be the one seed and have the road go Although with how Kansas City's been looking, they may not have needed to win that game. Yeah, they did because Cincinnati's coming. That's true. So uh, the Bills will travel to, well, we don't know if they're going to Chicago because I don't know if you all have seen the weather. The Midwest and East Coast is going to get hammered this holiday weekend. It's going to be bad. There's talks that the Bills-Bears game might be moved to Detroit on Saturday. So there's that. And let's move to that if you're good with that. Yeah, Um I thought this. I I really am not worried about either of these teams. I just want to put that out there. I'm a little worried about the Dolphins' defense because ever since they lost Vaughn, they just don't have the same punch. But but this was just a really well played game. I actually feel better about both teams than I did coming in. I feel better the about the Dolphins. I'm I'm still worried about the Bills. I just don't trust that offense. But this was a good game. This this should have gotten the better than the D crew it got on NFL Network. Oh, Jesus God. Christ, so bad. Eagles Bears was entertaining, and then it got really spicy on this Monday because Jalen Hurts is out against the Cowboys this following week with the shoulders. I thought he was questionable. Have they officially downgraded him down? I'm pretty sure it's out. Justin That's Fields rough. was a warrior playing hurt, but this Bears team, like they, they fought hard. They covered. We respect that. But the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles made enough plays to win this game, but they they were not sharp. I get it. It's a weaker opponent. But this whole Jalen Hurts thing is going to change a lot of shit if he's out for a while. I, it depends on how long he's out. If they get him back by the playoffs, I think they'll be fine. There's a good enough infrastructure in Philly that I think Gardner Minshew will be okay. Gardner Minshew think... for MVP, by the way. <laughs> mustache, mustache, most valuable mustache player. Um, Like, here's the remaining schedule. They play the Cowboys. That'll be rough. They play the Saints, which I think you can beat the Saints, even with the Gardner. And then they play the Giants, which might be a little rough. They have to win, what, one more game at this point to I think they just have to win one game and they get the division in the first round by, unless the Vikings keep winning. Yeah, well, they're two games up on the Vikings. So, yeah, they have to win one game. Yeah, they have to win one game the rest of the year. It's doable. Yeah, that's imminently doable. So, that's not really a concern. As long as he's back by the playoffs, they'll be fine. Yeah. And Bears, hopefully your game gets moved to Detroit because nobody wants to see that on, on Saturday where it's like two degrees. Nobody wants that. Um, Desmond Ritter, we called for you. And boy, you look like shit. I have no regrets. I mean, I, I, thought, he got be- I thought he got better as the game went on, though. He was a little better, but man, that Saints team, this their defense showed up against a bad Atlanta offense. But still, I I the Saints team is whatever. 
and they don't even have their pick. They're just mediocrity at this point. They I hate still that. might make the playoffs. Oh, Tampa. Because they're Tampa. only a game out of the season. The Panthers lost to the Steelers, which they're, that's all you need to know. Oh. I'm not even going to give that game much thought. The game I want to talk about, though, is our Lions. You beautiful bastards held on. You made a great screen pass for a touchdown. God, I love when I'm right. Are we? And I wasn't a right a lot this weekend. It was brutal. Are we? Are we not a little concerned that it took everything within their power to beat the Zach Wilson led New York Jets? No, because I thought Zach played well. I, I didn't. Oh, think that Zach, makes one of us. I didn't think Zach was as horrible as he has been at times this year. Like that was the Zach Wilson that's good enough to beat teams. But Zach, this I weekend get it though because like, the Lions' defense is so bad. This weekend was like the purest distillation of Zach Wilson, where he had a couple of plays. You're like, holy shit! Like he just made that happen, and you're like, damn, this is maybe this is. And then he throws a series of the dumbest fucking passes you've ever seen. It has zero pocket presence. And it's just fucking maddening. And that was this game in a nutshell. And good on the Lions for taking advantage of that and managing to put this game away. Do I think you... I do like how they basically, uh, again, as for someone on Twitter, sacrifice DJ Chark to Sauce Gardner. They're like, <laughs> you go over there and you do nothing. You try to do things, you will do nothing. Everything's going to happen over here. <laughs> no, it did. and But, I mean, the Jets' defense is so good. That's why I'm not oh, like... Yeah. I'm not worried about the Lions barely being the Jets. I mean, that's a tough fucking game to win, despite who the quarterback is. Yeah, I, like here's a question for you: If the Jets have Quinn and Williams, do they win this game? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah, because the Lions' run game is not as effective. No, like and, and Goff yeah. was not good that game. He did not help my case of him being a this long-term. This is my point. If you get any pressure on Jared Goff, he it's wilts over. like a fucking delicate orchid in the in the fucking summer sun. It's just this is why you need a different quarterback because when you get to like high leverage games, like truly high leverage games, games against the Vikings don't count. Teams are going to be going after your quarterback. They will get pressure. And you I feel like you have, if, if you are playing a quarterback like Goff, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, any statue quarterback, Kirk Cousins, if you are not blitzing like over 50% of the time and getting home, you are doing this disservice to your fucking team. You need to hit them motherfuckers repeatedly. Mm-hmm. This saying, they no, have I- you have to get pressure because there's so many of these quarterbacks like golf is a good example. You get to him. He wilts. Jimmy Garoppolo is the same way. Mac Jones. He has time. He can do things. Yeah. Mac Jones. They have time. They can do things. You get pressure. All bets are off. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I, what the only quarterbacks that can handle that is obviously Josh, Patrick, Justin fields. Well, fields is, he can only run. He can't throw yet. Um, Jalen, Kyler, that's pretty much it. Daniel Jones? Yeah. No. Prime Brady. Prime Brady could. Like, if we're talking about, like, statue quarterbacks, you couldn't blitz. Sure. Prime Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers, those guys in their prime? Yeah, absolutely. Hell, even Rivers in his last year with the Colts was doing it. So, yeah, I'm going to you. That's how you beat the Lions. You have to get pressure. But it's a great win for them. They're half a game behind the Commanders mm-hmm. for the last spot, and they're going to get there. 
I have full confidence. I really want the Lions to make it. I believe. Uh, moving on to the stunner of the week. Cowboys. This is a safe spot. My dad was at the game. I can't – I haven't talked to him since that game. They blew a 17-point lead on the road. Oh, no. And it wasn't all Dak's fault. No, that last pick was not his fault The at first all. pick was 100% his fault, and it changed the whole game. But that second pick wasn't. That second no. pick was definitely on the thing. Like, what What the fuck happened I'm taking my comment back of the Cowboys being a contender. They're not. That defense. The... Rex Ryan said best on get up this morning. And I had this feeling the past couple weeks. They're a soft fucking team. He called them soft, and they are. They I just... I'm befuddled because they had a good defense most of the year. And like last week they got a little punched in the mouth by the Texans, but that was kind of a weird one this week. Yeah. That, that first pick wasn't very good, but okay. You still can't, why are you giving up like big plays every other play in the fourth quarter? Are they, did they feel themselves a little bit? Part of the third quarter. I maybe, I'm not sure, but they'd stopped getting consistent pressure. Now, admittedly, some of that's with Trevor Lawrence, who's looking better and better as the year goes on, almost like he has a coach this time who is coaching him and how to have a NFL quarterback. Jacksonville, whenever you're done. Okay, I'm ready for it. One reason I'm done, but he looked better. And some of that is he's he has an incredible escapability aspect to his game that's always been there. So he excluded some sacks that probably should have been, but your pass rush is getting home, and all of a sudden, your quarterbacks just look like shit. They got torched repeatedly by. Like Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, not even fucking Christian Kirk. Like they're just getting iced out there. And that's that's concerning to me. Cause look, has this Jacksonville team looked a lot better? Yes. But you're a Super Bowl contender nominally who is looking to try and win their division or potentially, if things go right, get the one seed. Cause you know, you can you you with the Vikings, you if you especially now with the Eagles getting hurt, or you can win a game against the Eagles, hope they lose. You can be the one seed in the AFC in the NFC, and you just got bitch whipped by a six and eight Jacksonville Jaguars team that you had a 17 point lead on in the second half. Yeah, that's concerning. That's Not very bad. concerning. Is my so here's the other hot take. If the Cowboys lose that first playoff game, actually, I I take it back. They don't get to the conference championship game. Oh, he's gone. Mike McCarthy's gone. Oh, he has to go. He's made too many bad coaching decisions. Now, here's my hot take. Jacksonville's going to make the playoffs. They're yep. going to win the AFC South, and they're going to make a. They're going to have a run of dominance in the AFC South. I can see it. I, they're I, the only I, team I, with an answer at quarterback. Exactly. Like I know Houston's about to probably get theirs with Bryce Young. The Colts should. Get their answer. Should. Don't know. So I'm not going to put any stock in them being a contender. And Tennessee is who we thought they were. Like, anytime they get behind, they can't win. Anytime. So they have to address their quarterback position. And they can't because they don't play Malik. Honestly, the biggest concern with me with the Titans right now is not even the quarterbacking. It's the receiving core. They have nothing. Nothing. But again, Tannehill... Even when he had AJ Brown, did nothing. So that's the other point. Like they have two glaring holes, and that's going to take time. So Jacksonville's ready to go. Yeah, they they might Doug be ready Peterson, to step in. Like that team's really matured the last few weeks. I love what I'm seeing out of there. Staying in the AFC South, the Texans keep 
trying to upset the best teams in the NFL. Your Chiefs survived. <laughs> just through the bin. Go ahead, Neil. Get out. Get just. I listen. That those are the games you win every year where it's not pretty. It's a bad opponent, but you win and you just move on. You you burn the tape and you move on. That's what you That's do in those two games. weeks in a row. But but Buffalo's played bad too. I would say the only team in the AFC that I'm like, yeah, they're a contender and playing well is Cincinnati. They're the only team playing well. The problem I'm having right now is just look. Good on the Texans. The Texans are at the point in the season where they're actually, to my opinion, they're at their most dangerous, where teams come in and go, they're 1-11, but the Texans, they've locked up the one, the number one seed, number one pick, I mean, so they got nothing to lose, so they're just out there looking to win. They're just trying to prove themselves, stay on the roster last year. They are probably in their most dangerous form. Now, unfortunately for them, their most dangerous form isn't that dangerous, but if you come out there sleepwalking, you are probably going to get punched in the mouth. And that's what happened last week with the Cowboys. And that's what happened this week with the Chiefs. My problem is, from a Chiefs fan's perspective, is that this is the second week in a row they've looked like they've been fucking sleepwalking out there. They just, they don't look connected. People don't look engaged. The coaching staff doesn't look engaged. Everyone except Patrick, who went fucking God mode in that game. Did you know he completed 19 straight passes in the second half? He was out, but he is, I said with the Bills with Josh, and it's the same thing with the Chiefs. They go as Mahomes goes, and that's the problem. Like, they, they can't run the ball all of a sudden without McKinnon because Pacheco fumbles it constantly. No, they ran the ball somewhat effectively. The Chiefs' offense was functioning. Do you know how many yards okay. they had in that game? 506. Okay, it was doing well. Never mind. Okay, yeah, no, the they, defense. they were Yeah, they were shredding in that game. There's one, turnovers are a problem, and we're at the point in the season where it's like, it's not luck. Turnovers are a problem. The Chiefs have turned the ball over in 12 out of 14 games this year. They are one of the worst teams in the league on turnover differential, which you never say about an 11 and three team. Never. So that's never. concerning. The defense is regressing hard. And that's my biggest concern. The offense, it is what it is. They're sleepwalking. Mahomes is a, is a God quarterback who 35 of 41 or did you see a 36 of 41? Yeah. Mahomes was transcendent in that game. And they still only scored 20 points, four points in regulation. <laughs> It's the defense that's getting me more worried. Because early in the season, they looked okay. They looked more athletic. They were tackling yeah. better. We, they had they were things. the reason why they were winning games. But they have been starting to backslide hard. The pass hard. rush is getting is so hot and cold. And they have a bunch of – and you know what? With a more veteran group of corners like they've had in the past, that's not as big of a deal. Because sometimes you can just sticky to guys and go. But right now, the Chiefs' DBs are young. They're very young. There's only one entrance starter in Legereus Need, and everyone else is rookies. And I mean, literally everyone else is rookies. So those guys aren't getting like, look, I don't think they're bad. I actually like the Chiefs' young DBs, but they're not going to be glue guys yet. They're young corners, and it's starting to show. And then their limitations at linebacker over the middle, they're just getting picked apart in the middle. Their pass rush isn't helping. They're making weird personnel decisions again. Why is Darius yep. Harris out there more than Willie Gay, Steve? I'm not as big on admittedly blaming Steve Spagnolo this year. I actually don't think he has been as much of a problem. I think yeah, he does, has to go. Does he blitz at weird times? Yes, but 
the t- guys just aren't playing well right now. And that's the problem. I agree with you because I think his personnel decisions and what he likes just aren't working anymore. I would see, I don't know, you do you need to try something new because this defense is getting really bad. But guys just aren't playing well on defense. They just aren't. Everyone except Chris Jones isn't playing well. And yeah. it's getting super concerning because you're not tackling, you're not getting out in space, you're not covering. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But hey, Houston. Bryce Young looks good gonna look good. I actually like Bryce Young a lot. And Chris Moore is emerging for them. He was a special teams guy, and this is like what the second week in a row. He's looked like a fucking stud. Hell yeah. Love that for him. Uh moving on to the late slate. I we don't need to talk about Patriots Raiders. We already did, unless you want to add anything. Uh yeah, I do. Uh, Patriots fans, you're going to blame the reps for this loss because the phantom touchdown that was. Do you know who you should blame is your offense for piddling around and not doing shit against the Raiders defense? And then quite literally, and I don't mean literally gets overused, but I mean, in this case, literally throwing the game away at the end. That was so bad. That was the the dumbest. It's, It's worse than the Colts fake punt against the Patriots. It is. It's not great, Bob. One led I, to a game-winning touchdown. The other one just led to the Patriots getting the ball. Fair. I'll give credit. Jacoby Myers has taken all the blame, all the stuff for making uh, no, a No, he decision. handled everything like he should. He was a pro about it. He knows the circumstances, but I don't think they're making the playoffs now. No, they just they just don't seem well coached. And oh, I've been sh- saying all year. Eh, weird. Uh, Cardinals Broncos, is this the end of uh, your boy, Kingsbury? Is this it? Yes. I know Colt got hurt, but is this it? Like, yes. I don't know how he has a job today. But he's got to cry Broncos. injuries. <laughs> you Congrats. did it. You won. You screwed over the Seahawks. <laughs> Yay. My God, Jesus. They can win a few more games so the Colts get a higher draft pick. We greatly appreciate that. The Broncos won that game because Latavius Murray was the best offensive player on the field on both sides. And that is a fucking hell of a sentence right there. Um, so Neil, I think you deserve a lot of credit for this next game. Justin Herbert was full alien, and he had to be for the Chargers to win. You've been by his side when many don't want to be. And you deserve all the credit in the world to hanging in there with Justin Herbert. Herbert's great. Honestly, I'm this game went kind of how I was expecting. I know I picked Tennessee to win, and I stand by that pick. But I knew this would be a close game. They present problems for each other. And frankly, the Tennessee defense is good. And they were the Chargers would need to pull something out. And fortunately for them, they have Justin Herbert, who is not a social media quarterback. He is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. They just need a better coaching staff around him. That's it. And that's the main takeaway. Frank Wright. Oh, God, it scares me. But you're right. I don't want it, but you're right. And then on Tennessee side, they need they need receivers. They need receivers fucking And bad. a quarterback. They need both. I, I, I think they'd be fine rolling with Tannehill because last year that offense was decent at times with Tannehill A.J. Tannehill literally cost them a Super Bowl. Like any Super Bowl, throwing four picks against Cincinnati, you are never going to convince me he's their future. He's not a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl. So just go get the other one. 
you've, <sighs> you've had your run with it. This would be different if that was one time. He's had several playoff chances and he's come up short every time. I'm sorry. He's I, not the answer. Anytime they get behind, Neil, they lose. No, I, I agree. And I think part of part of that is the system and part of that is Tannehill. I'm not saying that. I'm just but saying it doesn't this help offense, he doesn't have a receiver. This offense could be better, is my point. Even if even if there's one thing you have to improve on this offense, it's receiver. You can yeah. run it back with these quarterbacks because the way your system is built, they need receivers. And watching AJ Brown go fucking nutso in Philadelphia has got to be painful watching them struggle to pass the ball. Yeah. Um, so the Buccaneers were winning this game, and I should have bet on the Bengals. Turnover. 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 And turnover. Did the Buccaneers have no screw you taking the Bengals money? Did the Buccaneers have Bengals money line? I know I'm saying shit. I wish I did. It was plus 380 a half. I know. I just the the Buccaneers look, the Bengals are playing good right now. The first half was ugly, and it kind of was their problem they had early in the year where if you got to Joe, their offense struggled. The Buccaneers literally handed them this game in the second half. They had what, like three turnovers in the third quarter? It was bad. On their own side of the field. They were just gift wrapping Cincy points in the second half. It, it yeah. was bad. This, oh, this Tampa Bay team still might make the playoffs. And that makes me angry because they're so fucking bad. I would say, though, that was an impressive comeback win by Cincinnati on the road. I That's agree. Not- that was not easy. That shows a lot of moxie. I just they need to get out to a better start. I they will like... not be able to do that. Like if they get down like that to the Bills, they're not winning that game. That's coming up. Fortunately for them, I know it'll be a good game. I'm excited for that one. Is that going to be on prime time? That better be on prime Monday time. Night Football. Excellent. Oh man, a good Monday Night Football game. It's been so long. You know what's the best sporting event I've ever seen before that World Cup? The Chiefs against the Rams in 2018. I know that hurts. It was so stressful. They lost a regular season game. It is what it is, but it's just like, oh, it's so stressful. It was such a fucking great game. Anyway, it's a great one for the Bengals. They are now in first place in Mm -hmm. the AFC North. Because the Ravens suck ass. Yep, that's pretty much the story there. Uh, moving on to Sunday night football. Um, Can I tell you a story real quick before we go into this? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I'm going to be honest with you. Good people. I am not able to watch every game on the, on Sunday. I have to get caught up on the next day with like extended highlights or like the 45 minute stuff on NFL plus or yada, yada, yada. But I do usually do my best to watch every game that I can. This game started. Washington had one drive and they punted from the New York 34. And I went, no, 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 no. I want to find the exact text. Keep going. I turned it off and I said, you know what? I'm going to do something that both I, and I think a majority of America needs to do. And I practice self care and I chose not to torment myself by watching the commanders and the giants Fuck around for 60 minutes. And I enjoyed this my is Sunday what Neil, night. This is what Neil said. The fucking commanders punt. This is an all caps too. This no, no, Neil's anger. The fucking commanders punted from the 34. What the fuck, Ron? And I, and I said like something else was I goes, no, fuck this game. I'm not watching this. A no. punt from the 34 is an affront to God. 
it is an affront to God. Affront, excuse me. It, yeah, it, I mean, and I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't watch it either. I did other things. And I rewatched it. I, I saw the tweets. Oh, I, I, got, I, I rewatched it. Like, don't get me wrong. We're good. I just, Same. no. This is no. This, no. You are better than this, America. You are better than watching the fucking commies punt from inside enemy territory at the 30. We are better than this as a society. And we need to say no and force these kinds of things from not happening. Because you know what? They kicked from that spot later in the game and he fucking made it! And they could have won. They could have won. They could have won. I know the officials, the two plays at the end were so bad, but this is this is the problem I have with Taylor Heineke. He just doesn't move the needle for this No, team. absolutely. It's what I said does when he Carson? No. No, but he moves it more than Taylor ever does. The thing with Carson you can't risk, though, is he makes too many egregious mistakes. That's the problem with Carson. Have you watched Taylor Heineke play? We we had this discussion a while back when he first started taking over and they were winning. Taylor Heineke's a gunslinger. He's a true gunslinger. And with all the positives and negatives that come with that, he just eats the ball up there. And sometimes it's a completion. Sometimes it's not. He's not right. the most mobile. He's not the most athletic. He doesn't make the best reads. He's a he's he's a subpar quarterback. He's yeah. better than Carson. They're winning more with him, and there's probably a reason for that. Although, again, wins are not a quarterback stat. Thank you. Their offense, times they look better. Yeah, it's it's like pitcher wins aren't a thing. Like, yeah, but have, hey, the Giants got a huge win on the road. That Kayvon was on Thibodeau. Hell yeah, love that for him. Oh yeah, did you know he has? Remember why he didn't get drafted like number one overall because of his poor effort? How he didn't care. Oh, oh, this dude, the one with the insanely high motor who caused one of the biggest plays of the game just by literally like going full 100% the whole time. Oh, yeah, no, definitely motor issues. Yeah, no, no, you're you're so smart, NFL guys. So smart. They're going for the Giants. They're now the sixth seed. Yeah, and they're on pace to get just absolutely fucking whacked around in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, so there, uh, there's a chance both of these teams make the playoffs. I was generally in favor of the seven seed when it was introduced. If both of these teams make the playoffs, I'm going to have to reconsider some shit because I know what New York has done this year. I know what Washington has done this year. You cannot watch these teams and tell me these are playoff teams. Don't worry about it. the Lions are making it. It's okay. Over only one of them. That's fine. Giants deserve it more than Washington. In that you are correct. So. Uh, and then the last game, as we told you, is the Packers-Rams. The Packers eliminated the Rams for playoff contention. 24-12 to 12 in Lambeau. Um, I don't really have a lot. The Packers won. They ran the ball effectively well. Rodgers had that really bad pick. And the Rams, this is what we thought would happen last Thursday, and it didn't happen because the Raiders suck. That's all I got. Packers yeah, no. keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah, there's not a lot of analysis for this game. The Rams are really bad, which we've gone over many, many times. Uh, the Packers are also bad, but they're better than the Rams. W- what do you want from me? Baker threw for 111 yards. Like, no, that's not winning any football game. I think Aaron's washed is my main takeaway. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's not the same quarterback. Did you see that first pick? 
It was bad. And Holy he's done shit. that multiple times this year. His accuracy's not good this year. His accuracy, I think, is losing, which is... That's bad. Because even Tom has his accuracy. Mm-hmm. Aaron's losing his accuracy, and it's a problem. Their receiving core is still... <sighs> but yeah, this is two bad teams playing each other. The less bad team won. That's it. And can I just say something? Hmm. About, like, the Packers... Just stop. Yeah, stop trying. Let Jordan Love play and see what the fuck you have. You're not making the playoffs. You are not a playoff team. Stop. You, If you do make the playoffs, what's the point? Exactly. What of this roster have you seen? What is this roster done defensively, offensively, that makes you think that making the playoffs is even a good idea? This is like the Steelers last year. Yeah. Where they limped into the playoffs, and it's like, oh man, the play! No, 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 no. No. This is not good. This is not good for anybody. You are sincerely walking in to take a one-round loss, walk out, and make it a worse position of your team. Just stop. It's okay. It's okay to admit this season isn't it. See what you got. Try and get a better draft pick. Just stop. I 100% agree with you. Are we all good with week 15? Like I said, did we cover Steelers Panthers? Yeah, we did. I said it happened, and the Panthers lost, and the Steelers won. How do you lose to Mitchell Trubisky? I guess this that, is that's they don't just, that that game deserves none of our time, Neil. I'm okay. dead serious. Okay. It was I'm that sorry. terrible. Sorry, sorry. It was a terrible game. The Panthers screwed their playoff chances when they could have led the division, but no, they deserve no time. They're a bad team. The Steelers are a bad team. That's the crux of the game. Nope, I'm fine with that. Okay. All right, week six. Except for the fact they had a 21-play drive. I just had to get that out there. The Steelers had a 21-play drive. 21 21 plays? I I will check it, but I'm pretty sure it was a 21-play drive. And I know we don't we shouldn't be talking about this, but I feel like we have to mention that that is a fucking thing that happened. Christ. I think it was in the second half. Hold on. Let me pull up. It is 11:32. I can't handle that shit. 12. Yep, 21 plays, 91 yards, 11 minutes and 43 seconds to start the third quarter for Pittsburgh. Football god is dead. I'm about to chug the rest of my beer hearing that. All right, right. let's, let's go to week 16. This is actually a great Thursday night game because of what's at stake. The Jaguars travel to New Jersey to play the New York Jets. Ooh, Ooh, that's hot. It is hot game. Zach Wilson's expected to play because Mike White will not be ready. Vegas has the game as even. It's a pick 'em. Let me check. <sighs> let me check FanDuel to see who has the better odds on the money line. Stand by. My gut says Jaguars will have the better. No, it's 108, 108. Wow, it's a true pick 'em. We know what we should. So, I like watching this one gambling show called Hammer Dawn. It's great. It's from the Pat McAfee show. And anytime they have a situation like this where the money line is exactly the same, they let the coin decide. They literally flip a coin. Should we do that for this game? God, it might be better. I'm not sure because there's a lot of things. One, Trevor Lawrence is clearly the superior pick, but the, again, again, the Jaguars' defense is also pretty bad. So maybe Zach Wilson will look fine. 
but also the right now the Jags are better at running the ball with Travis Etienne, who looks great, by the way. We didn't cover that earlier, but Etienne looks like a fucking stud. He's so fast. Love that. I didn't think he'd be good this year. I've been way to hell wrong. Oh, this one's hard because the Jets defense is so good. I'm going to take the Jags because I feel like they're the better team because they have the better quarterback. Having said that, if Mike White was playing, I would take him because they're at home. I don't trust Zach enough to make enough winning plays, but I don't think he'll be terrible. Like, mm-hmm. I can see a scenario with Zach and Trevor go off. I mean, these are the first and second overall picks. Mm-hmm. I, I expect a great game, but I'm going Jags. I'm going to go Jags too with my one worry being is that unlike the Cowboys – the Jets do have a set of legitimately great corners and DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. And that could pose a problem. I think the Jags, I think Trevor Lawrence and company will probably have enough to overcome that, especially on the other side. They do have a decent pass rushers on the Jacksonville side. They can get to Wilson. Lord knows he'll do something dumb. I'm going to pick the Jags in this game, but this is really tight. But put it this way, game. I would not Ingram put money game. on this. You have to have Evan Ingram have a good game for you if you're a Jacksonville fan. And if you can get him in fantasy for your playoffs, if you're still in it, which, by the way, fully in it, let's go. Um, That's who I would have. So, Jaguars or Ryan you for the first time, I think, all year. Except yeah. I think he picked them against the Colts when I couldn't do it early in the year. So, all right, Neil. Are we going to mention that there are like both of us laughed and said it was the lock of the week that the Patriots won and then they fucked it away? I feel like we need to acknowledge that. Yeah, fuck Patriots. I also think my next line was, oh God, they're going to lose now. And that was the correct, <laughs> unlike my actual choice to win the game, that notion was correct. Yeah. Neil, anything you want to add before we put a bow on it? No. Um. Yeah, the World Cup final is really fun this weekend. Um. I'm sorry about Indiana basketball. I know I was talking crap on Thursday, but that was not that was pretty. bad. Not that pretty. Not good. Um, what else happened? I got nothing. Um, so we'll be back on Thursday. We'll recap Thursday night football. We have a beautiful holiday weekend of football where most of the games are on Saturday. We have three games on Sunday, and then unfortunately Is the Christmas slate beautiful? Saturdays is. I mean Christmas Day. Christmas Day is terrible. Well, I think actually Packers Dolphins is good now because the Packers still have a chance. So there'd be something five four, but the other two games are not good. And then the Monday night game's terrible with the Chargers Colts. So there's that. So enjoy the 24th and then just the rest of the weekend. Just watch the NBA. Objective survive. Watch the NBA, which is the true... Well, Our preview what... pod is going to be going over the Thursday, the Saturday games, and then going over the Christmas Day NBA matchups. I- I'm down. We'll pick them. No, we uh, need to pick these other games. Well, we're picking NBA too. Anyway, we hope you have a great week. We'll be back after Thursday Night Football. Until then, have a great night. Bye.